Good afternoon and welcome to CCK Live. Um, with me uh, this afternoon is Christine Clemens, Managing Attorney at Chisholm Chisholm and Kilpatrick. My name is Robert Chisholm. I'm a founding partner at Chisholm Chisholm and Kilpatrick. And today we are going to be addressing the question, do VA disability attorneys delay your claim? So we're gonna start with a little bit of an overview. Throughout the last 30 years um, that we've been practicing law before the VA, the VA disability system has had backlogs at every stage. And now, despite the promise of the AMA, that is 125 days to a decision, all legacy cases were supposed to be eliminated by 2022, the backlog is bigger than ever. This means that hundreds of thousands of veterans must continue to await their rightfully owed back pay and benefits from the VA. VA disability back pay is the money owed to veterans from the effective date of their claim to the date they were granted those benefits. So first of all, we're gonna talk about the backlog recap. As most veterans are aware, there continues to be massive delays in the processing of claims and appeals. And Christine, I'd like to turn it over to you to sort of explain where we are in 2022. Yeah, so as of January 16, 2022, there are a total of 201,933 appeals pending at the Board of Veterans Appeals, so almost 202,000. Uh, did you say, wait, wait, did you say 200,000 cases pending, appeals pending at the Board? I said 200, almost 202,000. Robert. Um, yeah, it's a massive number of appeals pending at, at the Board of Veterans Appeals. We are now well into the AMA, which was meant to reduce the backlog. Um, some of the appeals that are pending at the board are in the legacy system. So about 116,969, almost 117,000 of those appeals that are pending are in AMA. They're in the new appeal system. Um, and just under 85,000 appeals are pending um, that are pending at the board are in the legacy system. So essentially, this backlog is comprised both of appeals in the new system, AMA, and in the legacy system. Uh, for more details on the backlog, uh, you can read uh, on our website. We have uh, information on that, Board of Veterans Appeals, BVA docket delays. Um, so we have more uh, specific information on those. Um, but because of this immense backlog, VA can often take months or even years to grant benefits. Uh, what this means is that many veterans worry that hiring an attorney to help with their claim might further slow down this already delayed process. So let's ask the question, Christine, do VA disability lawyers delay a claim? No. VA disability lawyers do not delay your claim. Hiring an attorney does not delay your claim. Uh, choosing the wrong attorney could, um, but the really the wait times that veterans are experiencing are due to issues within the VA system. In addition to challenges that are presented by the ongoing pandemic, claims are taking longer to process due to CNP exam backlogs, mail delays, record request delays, the BVA backlog that we just talked about, especially in the hearing lane. We've also talked about hearings and whether they're a good idea. 
Um, they're really contributing to this backlog. Uh, and the addition of new presumptive conditions, um, specifically those related to um, exposure to Agent Orange, Blue Water Navy Act, um, and those presumptives related to Gulf War um, have added claims and uh, appeals to this backlog. Do attorneys speed up the claim? Well, uh, you know, while an attorney cannot speed up the process, the decision process itself, they may be able to help a veteran develop a stronger claim or appeal to get a more favorable decision the first time around. So if we're just talking about moving quickly, um, they're not going to speed it up. Uh, but if we're talking about moving accurately or more precisely, um, you know, an attorney, an accredited attorney or representative can um, help with getting the right result. So let's talk about ways that an attorney can facilitate having the record fully developed and making choices that might move the claim faster through the process. So let's, first of all, you mentioned the BVA hearings. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so um, we typically uh, avoid BVA hearings because they take longer. They take longer to schedule. Um, they have, uh, transcription has to happen with the hearings. Um, and they may not add anything substantively to a case other than delay. So we typically do avoid hearings um, and instead submit the evidence that you would otherwise um, obtain at that hearing. We would submit that evidence to support the claim. And the simple reality is when it comes to hearings, if if you have to schedule a hearing, that takes time. And as you said, the uh, the transcription of the hearing takes time as opposed to just submitting the evidence in writing in the form of, say, a written statement or an affidavit. Um, and then the VA, the BVA can just decide the issue quicker. Okay. Um, there are some cases that can be expedited, which means they can be moved faster through the process. Can you talk about those? Sure. So uh, in situations where a veteran is terminally ill, age 75 or older, facing severe financial hardship, for example, being evicted or foreclosed upon, um, has faced a natural disaster, or meets the criteria for other qualifying circumstances, they may be eligible to have their cases expedited uh, by filing a motion to expedite with the Board of Veterans' Appeals. And then there are certain technological advantages for some uh, attorneys who are connected to the VA. And let's talk a little bit about that. There's the direct upload. What is that? Absolutely. So some attorneys have access. This is something that any attorney representing veterans should be requesting um, to be able to have the most up-to-date information on their case. Um, that acts, through with that access, they're also able to um, access something called direct upload. Uh, so we don't have to mail things to VA. We don't have to worry about faxes going through. Um, we don't have to worry about mail being slow um, or, you know, coming in whatever form it comes in. We utilize something called direct upload, which basically allows us to take our submission of the claim, the appeal, the supporting evidence, and put it directly into VA system. So this avoids delays within the mailing system. And, um, you know, it, it really moves away from the, the old days uh, before we had access, 
where you would file something, you would track it as best you could, and then kind of hope that uh, VA was working on it. We can actually track it as it's there in the VA system and upload it. And there's another level of access, and that is to the VA's electronic system called VBMS. And what does access to VBMS do for a veteran if their accredited attorney has access? Right. So to be clear, this is something that's different from the access that a veteran might have on um, VA's website or on eBenefits. This is access similar to what VA has and uses. This allows us to see when the case is being worked on, who's working on it. Um, it allows us to see where it's been assigned, whether it's within the national work queue, whether it's one of the um, DROCs that might be handling it. And that's helpful if there are any issues that arise. We'll know who we need to reach out to, to, for example, make sure that they're looking at all of the issues on the claim or all of the issues on the appeal, um, as opposed to, to issues that they may have in their system and others might not be on their radar. We can see that and we can help make sure that they are looking at everything that the veteran wants them to look at. Um, we can also make sure that all of the uh, forms that VA needs and requires, the application forms, the appeal forms, um, forms uh, allowing VA to get medical records, that all of those are uploaded, that they are um, in good form, right? That they're um, reviewable by VA. Um, so we can make sure that everything's uploaded in the system and we can continue to monitor the case. We can see when VA is working on it. We can see when it changes hands, it's getting assigned to someone. Um, we can see when VA is drafting decisions on the case, um, you know, and that's pretty important for us to know that it is not only on VA's radar, but that movement is happening. That's something that veterans can't always see in, in their cases. Um, and so, you know, that real-time tracking, uh, status tracking is, is a pretty critical uh, component to, to VBMS access. It's really an inside look into the specific progress of the claim and provides far more information than, like I said, eBenefits or um, VA.gov, um, which really is, it provides a broad overview, but not the specifics that I talked about. Um, so and can I just ask one question? I, I know one of the things that we frequently find is that VA has not appropriately, in some circumstances, created create what's called an end product. And can you talk a little bit about what an end product is and why it's so important to monitor for that in VBMS and how that can help move a case along? Absolutely. So uh, an end product is basically VA scheduling um, the tasks that need to be completed associated with the claim. We do sometimes see that things that are uploaded in VA system are submissions. Maybe it was an appeal is not characterized appropriately when it's um, added to the A system. So there's the layer of us putting it into their system. And then somebody goes in and looks at it and says, okay, it's this type of document. Sometimes they call it third-party correspondence when it's actually an appeal. Um, and so what we can do is make sure that it's uploaded correctly, that it's identified correctly, and that the corresponding action that needs to happen 
is associated with it. That's that EP or end product that you talked about. It's essentially VA saying, okay, we received a claim. Here are all the steps that need to happen. Here's the goal um, for our timeframe to complete those steps. Here's the first step that needs to happen. So if exams need to be scheduled, if evidence needs to be gathered, if letters need to be sent to the veteran, all of that is will be tracked within VA system. Um, so we also monitor the time it takes VA to complete tasks and how, how does that help move the claim along? So we can check to see, did they issue a decision? That's kind of the most important thing. We know that there've been all kinds of issues with mailing since last summer, VA has had issues with mailing decisions and, you know, other, other documents. Um, that's not new though. Uh, VA has had problems in the past, um, with regular mailing system. And so it's not uncommon for our clients to call us and to have received money, but not a decision that corresponds with it. Um, or, you know, they want to, they want an update. They haven't heard anything. They didn't receive a decision. And sometimes we haven't received it either. We track VA systems to see whether a decision has been issued. Um, and it allows us to see really, you know, is VA meeting those goals that they have for making decisions in the supplemental claim lane within six months? Um, th they're not. But, um, you know, it does allow us to, to look at that and, and to see, you know, which lanes are moving faster, frankly. So I'm going to wrap up with a, a question and I may answer my own question as well, but I'd like to get your take on this. Um, there was a promise that the AMA would speed things along. There was a promise that by now, 2022, that legacy would be done. And at this point, do you have any idea when the legacy cases will be done? I don't. I don't. I mean, we, we know that there's a, the backlog is, is upwards of, of 80,000, as we talked about, um, at the board. Um, there are uh, there are still some legacy cases uh, at the regional offices. It's, it's fewer than the numbers at the board. Um, but there's really no clear time frame of when they're going to be done with that. Um, some of those decisions, some of those cases that are pending at the board and legacy will um, get appealed to court. And then when, and that'll take time. And I don't anticipate that those would be back by the end of 2022. Some of them will be remanded for further development. Um, and if the VA can't grant a fully favorable decision, they'll go right back up to the board. So there's really no clear time frame. Um, for how long it's going to take for them to be done. They say that they're prioritizing uh, legacy, and so they're making more decisions uh, proportionately uh, in legacy than, than in AMA. Um, what that's doing is it's creating a greater AMA backlog. Um, but, you know, really it's hard to see a way out of not only the legacy backlog, but also the AMA backlog. And so then that gets back to the original question, and that is, do attorneys delay the claim? And I think the answer is clearly no, they do not. Um, the delays are inherent in the system, um, both be, both in legacy and the failed uh, promise of the AMA right now. Um, and as you say, 
we've got the backlog in, in legacy, and I don't see that, frankly, ending at least through the end of 2023. And then the AMA, in the meantime, the backlogs are growing there. And so how do they dig out of that? And I can't see my way through that as we sit here at the beginning of 2022 either. Um, and the recommendation we have is hire an accredited representative who can use the techniques we've described in this video to make sure that when your case is decided that it's well presented um, so you have the best chance of success at the earliest opportunity. And um, I think we'll leave it there. Um, Christine, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, please follow us on YouTube and Facebook. And uh, if you have any further, uh, if you want more information, I say, uh, questions to ask when hiring a VA disability attorney, check out our other videos and blog as well. And thank you.